Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Renievich, and I'm joined today by Terry Boyle McDougall corporate leader, executive and career coach, speaker and author. And a very warm welcome to you, Terry. And where are you hanging out today? Well, Andrew, great to be here. I am in suburban Chicago, and uh, it doesn't quite know if it wants to be winter or spring yet here. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's probably not minus 40 anymore, though, is it? Uh, no, no, <laughs> it just is flirting between 70 degrees and 40 degrees. Oh, yeah. Okay. Frustrating. Typical. (laughs) It's that crazy time of the year. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get on to your work. So as I said, Terry Boyle McDougall is an executive and career coach, CEO of Terry B. McDougall Coaching. She helps high-achieving professionals remove the obstacles that's keeping them stuck so they can enjoy more success and satisfaction in their lives and careers. Before becoming a coach, Terry was a long-time corporate marketing executive, leading teams, developing strategies, and advising senior leaders to drive increased business results. She's the author of the best-selling Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Satisfaction on Your Own Terms, and she also hosts the Marketing Mambo podcast. So thank you, Terry, for your time today. And the title we're working with is Winning the Game of Work. And Terry's going to unpack that topic by answering six questions. So your your time starts now. Who is your ideal client? And what's the transformation your work helps them achieve? Well, I work with high-achieving professionals who are successful but not satisfied. And what I mean by that is that if somebody looked at them from the outside, they'd say, what does that person have to complain about? They've got a great title, they're working for a great company, making a lot of money. They've got all of the external trappings of success. But when I talk with them or when they come to me, they're not satisfied. They're unhappy. They're maybe feeling like they're paying too high of a price for that success in terms of stress, burnout, sometimes impact on health and relationships. And so what I help people do is shift their mindset and learn skills that help them recognize that they can have a happier coexistence with their success so that they feel personally satisfied, they feel happier, and in turn, that helps them have the energy to show up and perform well at work. So there's much more of a balance between that success but they also have the time and space to enjoy their lives. Great. So question number two, what, what's the biggest challenge they're facing? Is there like a number one pain point when they come through the door? Well, um, usually it's, it's that stress. It's that they don't believe that, uh, you know, they're tolerating something in their current role that is painful. You know, it's stressful, maybe they're having some anxiety around it. Even if they don't show it on the outside, they're they're feeling it. And they don't believe that they can do anything different. 
So that's the biggest issue. And it could be anything from, you know, not getting along with their boss, um, overwork. I mean, I've had people that have worked, you know, 70 hours a week and are like, I don't know if I can keep doing it. And, you know, we'll, we'll look at that and say, how can we shift things? How can we put process in place that supports you so you don't have to work such ridiculous hours? Um, could be, you know, anxiety about, um, about presentations. I mean, any aspect of work where people feel stressed or feel like they can't make a change, but yet uh, they have to do this in order to perform is an issue. And um, what I help people do is start, like I said, start to shift that mindset to believe that, um, well, first of all, to get clear on if you're not happy in the situation that you're in, what would you like it to look like? Like get really clear on what that goal looks like. And I really try to hold the space for people too so that they don't immediately pile on to that goal or that dream and say, oh, well, here's the 101 reasons why that can't happen. Because I often see that where when I ask somebody, well, what would you like this to look like? Or what would you like to have happen in your career? They may have a very clear vision of what they want, but they immediately will say, well, I can't do this because, you know, I would need to go back to school or, you know, I want to be promoted, but my boss is not going to leave until he retires or whatever. I mean, there's lots of reasons that people tell themselves that they can't have the thing that they want. And if we can separate the goal from how we're going to get there that gives the goal some time to live and breathe. And a lot of times, you know, we start to see possibilities pretty, pretty soon after that goal is, is set. Okay. Well, that actually sounds like you just answered question number three. <laughs> What's the number one insight you would share to help them right now? And it sounds like what you're saying is separate out where you're headed, the goal, the vision, the dream from how you're going to get there. Yes. And allow the how to kind of present itself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think that one of the things that um, that people don't recognize is they think that if they set that goal, that they immediately have to have all of the information to get there. And there's there's usually a period of exploration. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And you know, one of the things that I, I think is really helpful, and it, it helps people also sort of garner the energy to go on their journey towards this goal, is that if we can find people that can give us insights, you know, whether it's going to your boss and saying, hey, I really want to be promoted to the next level, what's that going to take? And honestly, I would tell you that a lot of times people, they don't even want to have that conversation, like they want to be promoted, but they don't want to share that they want that, because they're I mean, a lot of reasons, right? Maybe they're afraid that their boss is going to give them feedback that they don't want to hear, um, or they think whatever they hear is going to be so insurmountable, you know, it's going to cause them anxiety. Um, but, uh, you know, if we can find people that have done the thing that we want to do, um, that's that's a really great place to start, just to go and say, hey, I I admire what you do, or I admire how you've managed your career, I'd love to talk to you more and, and hear about your story and what you did, what challenges you faced, how you overcame them. And one of the, one of the things, well, actually, there's a couple really great things about that. One is that, um, 
you know, that's somebody who's further ahead on the path and they can tell us about the pitfalls. They can tell us about, you know, the, the things that you should do to be more effective on your journey. But also very often that, that causes people to become advocates for us because, you know, very often when somebody has overcome a lot of obstacles and they're down the path, you know, they want to help people that are coming up behind them. And, you know, they may be able to provide insights or connections to resources that can help us get to where we want to go. And, you know, before we hit record, um, I was just mentioning that I had a, a client who got a job offer this week. And um, I've seen this happen multiple times that when people start to engage with others about, you know, promotion or, you know, insights or getting a new job or whatever, that a lot of times uh, the change that they're looking for can happen very quickly once they engage others, you know, because we're, we're surrounded by possibilities, you know, and so often we'll just sit there and like kind of wish, oh, I wish things were different. But once we start taking action, it sort of, you know, stirs up the energetic pot. And a lot of times can get that energy going towards the thing that we really want, which is amazing. And I'm still, even though I've seen it multiple times, I'm still amazed when it happens it's, and, and feel really uh, thankful that things work that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I, I agree that, uh, you know, that the, the universe is sort of on our side, but we have to let it know what we want, let it know what we want. Yeah, absolutely. So question four, um, in your own development, was there a concept, book, program, talk, or experience that was most impactful? Oh, my gosh, like, there's so many, there's so many, but um I'm going to go back to the beginning of my career. Um, I am a first-generation college graduate. I had my sights set for going out and working, you know, in an office in the corporate environment. And when I graduated from college, I was just so anxious to hit the ground running and get my first job that, you know, I would have just anything just to get a job and get a paycheck. And my uh, boyfriend at the time, his mother had done some career counseling and she gave me the book, What Colors Your Parachute, as a gift um, by Richard Bowles. And I, uh, she said, do not apply for any jobs and do not start interviewing until you've read this book and done all of the exercises. And that was really the best career advice that I ever got because it exposed me to this idea that was foreign to me at the time that you should pursue a career that aligns with your strengths, that aligns with what you like to do and what you're good at. And uh, that, that wasn't something that, that I ever thought about before that. And I'm so thankful because it did get me started on a path where, you know, as a creative person, that I could channel my creativity into something that I'd get paid for. Um, and so I actually, my first job was in a publishing company, but I soon moved over and did marketing for the rest of my career. And, you know, it was really fun to, to be able to be creative and get paid for it. You know, it wasn't like I was doing, you know, art all the time, but to be able to, you know, use words and colors and imagery and, and, uh, you know, conceptualize and make things happen. um, That, that was very well aligned with what I got energy from. 
Yeah. Um, it reminds me of when I used to be an architect back in the day. Uh, there were some times when you would get paid to uh, bring out the colored pencils mm-hmm. and, and, you know, color in a big, <laughs> you know, now it's all done with computers, but, but before, you know, if you had to do color renderings on, of certain presentation drawings and things, you'd be there with the coloring pencils or the watercolors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's fun. It's fun to be able to do that. And I, I, you know, for me, I think it was always like seeing my, concepts come to life, which I imagine in architecture, it's sort of similar, right? You envision something and then to actually see it happen. Um, and, you know, in marketing, it's everything from, you know, advertising and all of that to I uh, worked in B2B marketing. And so we did lots of events. So, you know, conceptualizing, okay, where are we going to have this big conference and who are going to be our speakers and what are we going to do for leisure time activities? It was just fun to come up with the ideas involve everybody in the organization and then actually see it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So question number five, what, what free resource would you like to share with the audience? Well, I have about? a couple, um, I've got a couple chapters of my book that are available on my website at terrybmcdougall.com. And so people can go there and download them. Okay, great. And then sort of last question, question number six, what should have I, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, people sometimes ask me is, um, you know, what words of wisdom do you have for people? And the thing that I would say is that um, your happiness matters. And so often we're so focused on the goals of surviving and so forth that we don't step back to say, how am I feeling? Am I enjoying this experience? And, you know, my mission in life really is to help people realize that it does matter if you're happy, you're put here on earth with certain unique gifts. And I believe that our our purpose here is to use those gifts. And if you feel like you're in a place where you're really stuck and, you know, you're so focused on, oh, I've got to get this paycheck or whatever, you know, I encourage you to step back and, and recognize that you can have both. You can make a living and be happy. And I, I would encourage you to step back and, and start thinking about what, what would that look like? And, and maybe start thinking about what, what small steps can you take to move towards something where you have joy and happiness in your life? Oh, that's a great idea. I, and I, I definitely concur with that. So um, that was perfect, Terry. Thank you so much for your time today. Andrew, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.